Welcome to Grave to Great. I'm your host, Tracy Wood, and this is our weekly podcast where we discuss end-of-life issues, hospice care, and implications for families and their caregivers. Let's get into the show. Hello, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Grave to Great. We have the honor and privilege of talking with the distinguished Dana Perry from Chambliss Law. Dana specializes in elder law, and you all have requested that we cover this topic, and um, we have been able to secure this wonderful time with um, with Dana. Dana, thank you so much for joining us on Brave to Great today. Thank you, Tracy. I am one of your regular listeners. It's a great podcast, so I was thrilled to be asked. Well, thank you again. So, Dana, our listeners have sent in various questions that, and topics that they would uh, like to hear more about, and wills and trust, and just some general advice advice for for us all as we're aging and things that we should have in place um, is, is something that I want to cover today on the podcast. So I'm just wondering, Dana, can you tell us the difference between a will and a trust? Yes. Think of a will as a roadmap after you pass away as to how assets go. So you have a person named an executor who executes your roadmap, your instruction sheet about where things go. But a will can have a trust within it or a trust can be a separate document. So a trust can actually be a really interesting tool. And what you really need to think of as the difference between a will and the trust, many instances, the will is just the instruction sheet for how assets get passed after death. Okay, the executor is finished pretty quickly after death, like six months. But with a trust, a trust can go on for years and years and years because you're you're really taking a pool of funds and saying that, um, you know, it's for the benefit. This pool of funds or other assets is for the benefit of a person. It might be a younger person. It might be an older person who isn't good with money. And we're going to either for a limited number of years or for the remainder of that beneficiary's life, have some guardrails around that money. And so a trust is kind of a set of guardrails around use of money for the benefit of somebody. And, you know, you have this person called a trustee that manages it. So part of my job is really to demystify the whole process of wills and trust. Awesome. Well, I have um, had the opportunity to work on um, work on my trust with Dana, and I have to tell you, Dana, that after that process was completed, it's almost like a burden was lifted that I didn't didn't even realize that I had, and mm-hmm. I think. Um, I think I would encourage our listeners to make an appointment with you and just go over what what works best for them. So what I what I'm hearing is that a trust, um, you know, you can put this trust together just as you can a will, 
you know, of course, while you're still here. But the trust is something that um, is is very fluid and it mm-hmm. can last for as long as you have those uh, specific arrangements out there. And so when you start talking about a trustee, who can be a trustee, Dana? Well, it, it really is very, very flexible because you want somebody who um, is, the, the, the issue is they don't have to be a, you know, the best person ever with reference to knowing all the details. I would say just somebody that you trust that has good, solid sense. Uh, a facility with details and attentiveness to detail and meeting deadlines um, is a good characteristic. And then another characteristic is the willingness to not go it alone, but to hire help. Because so much about a trustee is that they need to have the services potentially if you're not there. You know, so you can set up a trust for how your estate goes when you pass away, and it's going to continue on for the benefit of your family members or whoever your beneficiary is. But that choice of the trustee, they're going to be over not only the money coming out, but managing the money and the taxes affiliated with the money. And so, you know, it every no no person's an island, and so sometimes. That, that sense of I'm going to do it all myself is not really what you want in a trustee. You want somebody who can delegate. And, um, you know, so, and Tracy, I also wanted to say that that feeling of relief on getting your plans made, that is something um, I think a lot of people feel that, you know, I'm not putting this off any longer. I'm facing these issues and and thinking about how I want want it handled and um and I get that comment quite frequently from people. Yes. And you know, Dana, another thing that we needed to that we made some decisions around during that process was our advanced directives. That's and right, yeah. and at that was also um interesting to, you know, have my, you know, my husband and I, we talked about it multiple times before, but to, you know, have a third party there that is just talking to you directly without the emotions of your significant other or your, your, your partner. Um, and you can express, Hey, you know, this is what I really want without feeling like you are bringing you're carrying that other person's um, emotions with you was a very therapeutic exercise and it was very good. And one, one of the things that came out of our session with you is I never really knew exactly what my husband's wishes were. Like he left out a, a pretty big detail when he was talking to me versus talking to you. So I think that, you know, just being able to have that clarity and really know the wishes of, you know, your loved one and for your loved ones to know your wishes is so very important. And, and it, it really does, um, glean, you really glean a lot of information, um, 
from from the from that exercise as well. Yeah, if I could add, this brings up a really, really important point in in what I do because I think people tend to be focused on here's how I want my money to go when I'm gone. And they may think about, well, I've got a child that's younger and so I want to protect the child's money and I want to have a trust or I want to avoid probate, so I want to have a trust. But what they're really generally not spending enough time talking about is What's probably going to happen to all of us that you're not just, you know, unfortunately, most people just don't suddenly pass away. There's a period of incapacity and what I call incapacity planning and a huge issue. So many families get into discord over those decisions about health care at the end of life. And so, Tracy, your experience of where information kind of comes out in the meeting with the attorney, that happens again and again. Oftentimes it'll happen when I'm meeting with a parent and a child and the child will say, mom, you never told me that was what you wanted. And the chills just run up and down my spine. And I think it may be about that kind of independent third party, you know, me being in that kind of independent role but I really view it as my duty to try to tease these things out. And part of that is because so often um, myself and my colleagues at my firm who do what we do, we get called in crisis when the family has not thought about it and it's not clear what the person wanted. And they're still living, so they haven't died yet, so we're not to the will. We're in that phase of uncertainty when the family just does not know what to do and the person did not leave clear instructions. And, and, you know, on our end, um, as, as care uh, providers during that time, it is, it, it is very stressful and taxing on families. It causes disruption in the families relationships are severed sometimes during that time. And you, I know that that is not what the patient, their loved one would want, you know? So they, you know, it, it, when these things are in place and there's clear direction, then you see families huddle around one another and support one another instead of infighting because I thought mom wanted this, or dad wanted that, and, um, you know, clear direction really does matter. Yeah, people people sometimes will hesitate. They're like, I don't want to hurt, you know, this child's feeling, but this other child actually may be better to make these decisions for me, or I don't want to go against, you know, my views on end-of-life wishes may be different. I don't want to hurt their feelings. Well, my attitude is their feelings are really going to be hurt, and you may do irreparable damage to your family, you know, when the kids get into it on these issues that, that you just discussed, Tracy. And I've seen it tear families apart. So, mm-hmm. you know, I I really try... To, to level with people and say, look, you've got, you owe it to your family. You know, we're all human. We have different views. Clear directive from you can make the difference. It really can because it's clear. You told the family what you wanted, you know, so Absolutely. they don't, there's nothing to argue about. Yes. 
absolutely. So I, I, I com- completely agree. And just from, you know, things that I've seen when, when things are clear cut and wishes are known, it just it makes the whole experience for everyone a lot less stressful because it's already a very emotional time. Um, so, Dana, how can our listeners get in touch with you uh, to really maybe update if they um, have put the put a trust or will in place? How often should they? updated and then how can we get in touch with you if we haven't started the process at all well um i really really encourage people to think of estate planning as more of a process as opposed to a one-shot deal and i encourage people to update their planning generally every three or so years. And that doesn't mean everything has to be redone, but that can really help in terms of um, documentation, especially like healthcare directives. If it's updated and signed, it's not, oh, well, mom gave us this direction 10 years ago. It's recent. It's every three years. And so, and there's peace that comes from, yep, everything is still okay. So it's more of a process. Um, and so I would say if your will is older than three years and you can't remember when you last did your advanced directive or power of attorney, you, you need to be you need to be looking at doing some updating. The best way to get me is just to go to my my firm website, which is just chambliss.com. And I'm Dana Perry, uh, D-A-N-A-P-E-R-R-Y. And if you just uh, go to that website, uh, there's a real easy way to get right to me. And it's got on there how to get me and um, set up an appointment. And you know, just delighted to help people out with this because I hope you can tell I'm passionate. I've been um, practicing for 30 years. And so what I've seen is a lot of the family discord where I'm brought in in a crisis situation. And so I've really made it my mission to do what I can on the front end to help families avoid that. Well, awesome, Dana. And I have just one other question for you. We have, you know, listeners, our listeners have have flown and we are super excited about that. Uh, Dana, you primarily practice in Tennessee and Georgia? That's right. Well, um, I do. I'm licensed in both states just because, you know, here we are. Chattanooga is uh, the greater area, um, really does extend down into Georgia. And so I've, you know, basically always had my Georgia license. um, And um, so do have quite a lot of um, estate planning clients who are residents of Georgia and other members of my team. Um, our, our Chambliss estate team um, are licensed in North Carolina and Alabama because we have clients going into North Carolina and Alabama. So it's really um, the rules are similar in a lot of the states. But, um, yeah, we serve really, I would say, that four state market, um, you know, Tennessee, um, Georgia, Alabama and North Carolina. Awesome. Well, Dana, again, thank you so much for taking the time to um, answer some of the questions that we received from our listeners and just spending a little time with us this morning. We appreciate you so much. Thank you. 
Well, thank you so much. It was my pleasure. Thanks for listening. To keep up to date with our future episodes, head on over to GraveToGreat.com and be sure to give us a review of your favorite podcast app. We'll be back with a new episode next week. See you then. Mm-hmm.